Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Well, it's great to have Wendy Nola back with us, uh, coming to us from a studio in Durban today. And uh, we're tackling a customer's question about who is responsible for the injuries she sustained while shopping. Uh, we'll also delve into the question around interest charges on store cards. And then after half past one, it's an open line where you can phone in on absolutely any topic. Wendy, as always, great to have you with us. Thanks, Pippa. Hello. Today's topic was raised by our listener, Debbie, who mailed me to share an experience that she had quite recently at a major supermarket uh, chain. And she didn't want to come on air. But let me just give you uh, and the listeners a bit of a summary of the story. Debbie went to do her shopping and a particular product that she wanted was high up on the top shelf. So shelf. So she had to reach up to take it down. And as she brought it down to her basket, another bottle fell off the shelf and cut her forehead open quite badly. It was quite a deep cut. And um, she had quite a difficult time sort of getting any resolution from the store. She struggled to get hold of a first aid kit when she asked for help at the checkout points. She then waited about 20 minutes for the store manager to arrive because they all insisted she needed to file uh, a detailed uh, report about what had happened. And when that store manager came, Wendy, he told her, please go and see your doctor and bring us the account the next day. And he still messaged her on her phone that night asking her to keep him posted. So she went to the doctor. The cut was quite deep. She had to have it glued uh, shut. She needed a tetanus injection, etc. She's sitting with a bill of uh, of around about 2,000 rand. And when she sent it on to the manager, um, the the answer came back via the store's insurance team that they weren't going to settle. And Wendy, her question is, am I right to demand that they cover my costs? Surely they should have some sort of insurance cover in place to deal with such incidents. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I guess, um, yeah, what are her rights? It's not an uncommon occurrence, is it? No, it's not. I mean, people slip and fall and have things drop on them, um, you know, fairly often resulting in injuries. And, you know, in public places, inside shops, inside the shopping centers and the general areas, it's not uncommon. And thanks to American movies, I think, (laughs) most people assume that if you fall on, on someone else's property, then it's their fault and you can sue them. Yeah. But the reality is that the law quite fairly requires a quid pro quo from property owners and the public. So property owners must take reasonable care to minimize or prevent harm to people passing through, using their premises, entering or leaving or walking through them. And the general public must take reasonable care. So, and, mm. and yes, there is insurance in place, but with most of these insurance policies that companies have, there has to be some negligence for the, on, on the company's part for the, um, insurance to be to, to for, for a claim to be successful. Okay, so let's talk about that. For a claim to actually succeed, there's got to be a proven negligence by the company. Um, uh, something, for example, like uh, if they had washed the floors and not put out a careful wet floor yes. sign. Yeah, you're, that's yeah. Those signs are there for a very good reason yeah. um, because of these claims. So a successful, or they, in law they're called slip and fall. So yeah. a successful slip and fall claim rests on whether the injured party can prove that uh, his or her um, negligence did not exceed that of the property owner. So in the case of um, Debbie, um, it's not a classic slip and fall, but it is an injury in store. Um, it, I haven't spoken to her, and it's a pity she didn't want to come on air to mm. give the, all the details. But it sounds to me like she could have dislodged um, that bottle or can herself. or whatever it was herself. And it could quite easily have happened in her own kitchen. Mm. Um, there are bigger issues there. I'm a fairly short person, and so... You know, sometimes I get annoyed that you've got to do your tippy-toe thing or maybe ask for help. 
to get something that you want off off the top shelf, and there isn't always a, st- a staff member around to help. But that's a different issue. Um, as I said, could have quite easily happened in in her own kitchen. It for me the issue there was. I mean, I'm not surprised the claim wasn't successful. Just having briefly discussed what we've said here. But, you know, clearly they could have handled it better. There could have been a, a, ready, a, a first aid kit readily available just to get, you know, some cotton wool and some disinfectant and whatever and make mm. her feel as if they were doing something to help, just your common, common care type of yes. thing. And then I would have been very surprised if that store manager didn't fail to follow store policy because what should happen is they should be concerned um, expressed and if any um, you know if it was much more serious I should have arranged for who to get help proper medical help and all of that stuff but the, any claim any, you know that she wanted that she needed to submit or demand she needed to make should have been directed um, straight to head office who would then get their lawyers onto it it shouldn't be handled at at store level and the, I mean the, the issue that the manager said to her go to the doctor and bring us the bill we'll pay it yes, does that see, change it at all um well, not not in terms of whether the claim is, and it shouldn't have been done. But I don't think she would have the the right to say, "Well, you said." They would just say that the the staff member was sadly misinformed. But mm. you know, the whole thing was not, in my view, and based on what I've been told, and um, we're not naming the supermarket because I haven't had a chance to put this to them. Sure. But um, it sounds like it was just mishandled, and that you know that store needs some retraining um, around what to do in these sorts of situations. You, this case actually does remind me of another um, mm-hmm. a big retailer. Um, you know how they have those uh, some of these huge warehousey type stores that have those big hoists that they use yes. to to put stuff on it was I think a, a fan um, and a woman wasn't she was just walking in the aisle and um, a box a fan I think. Um, boxed fan fell on her head and caused her some damage that she needed physiotherapy and that for. And the store was messing her around a little bit. They were dragging their heels on settling the bill and I got involved and, and it was settled because that's a clear case. <laughs> she did nothing wrong. She yeah. was walking along, minding her own business. Um, and that's shocking that that kind of case isn't immediately handled and, and sorted out. Yeah. Um, but there, there is uh, yeah. also legal precedent for these kind of cases here in South Africa. It's not just something that goes to court in American movies. We've had a couple of cases here. We have, and they now, um, become what's known as, as legal precedent. So, um, we have a few of them. The one is Propst versus Pick and Pay, which is a 20-year-old case. The woman um, fell in the supermarket as a result of a, an oil spill, which is the most dangerous spill uh, mm-hmm. because it can be quite hard to spot if it's on you know, a palish floor. Yeah. So the, the, in that case, the court held it, uh, the view that the person, uh, a person who's walking in a supermarket and, and taking reasonable care for their own safety is could not be expected to notice an almost invisible hazard like a translucent oil spill on a mm. pale floor and that the accident must have been caused by negligent failure of the of the defendants or their of the store, their, their workers or whatever, even if they contracted. Um, and in, the, in that case, he said that they, it couldn't be proved that um, they failed to take reasonable steps. So it's often, you know, if that oil spin had been left there for half an hour, being that hazardous, and before being cleaned up, yes, um, that would have been a problem. But if someone falls on a fresh... Um, a freshly a fresh oil spill. A yeah. customer drops it five know, seconds after and, it happens, and within yeah. a, f- a minute or two, someone slips. I mean, clearly, you can't call that negligence. Um, and then there's another case of um, um, 
sorry, let me just check that I've got that right. Um, Okay, while, yeah. while you just look for the details, we've got Bridget yes. on the line from Saldana yes. Bay who's had an experience with this, and I was hoping we'd hear from others who've been through uh, this kind of predicament. Bridget, good afternoon. I'm sorry to hear that you had this kind of uh, injury. What happened in your case? What happened, I'm not going to say the store's name at the moment, Okay. but um, I, was, I went to do my shopping. I always do my shopping at this place, and uh, I was walking towards the bread counter, and there was a tile that was lifted, and I didn't see the tile. Now, I'm 77 years of age. I didn't see the tile that was lifted, and I caught my foot in that tile, and I went sprawling across the, the, the floor, and I broke some ribs. Ooh, shit. Now, now, they tell you, you must go to the doctor, um, and you must, uh, you know, the, the, the story said, I hear. That, that they will pay, uh, you know, the doctor's bills and things. But when I told them that I was a girl, uh, I, I, I was a pensioner, and I uh, haven't got, you know, I haven't got money to go to doctors like that. And uh, I was a pensioner, and I went to the to the to the to the hospital uh, in Friedenburg, the, 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 where pensioners go, you know, where mm-hmm. old people go, and. Um, they, they, they told me that I've broken a rib right underneath my heart. And it took time for them to get that. Um, but we sent all the details through to them. I went and saw them, uh, I see them, uh, uh, and they showed me the video that uh, the, they could see that I, I went sprawling. And, um, you know, now you must get lawyers. Where do we get lawyers from? So, Bridget, have they not, I mean, were you charged for being treated in Fredenburg? Um, and, and did you send any bills to the store and you're saying they haven't paid? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a suffer girl. I'm, I'm okay, a so you weren't, you weren't charged. So what were you hoping uh, the, the store but, uh, would do? You know, because I do little, little things at home mm-hmm. to help me with my money. I do like, lots of sewing and uh, I do beadwork. And I couldn't do that for at least two months. Because of my of my uh, um, uh, left arm not being able to work, I'm so sorry okay. to hear about this experience, Wendy. It's a difficult one, so she doesn't have f- medical bills per se that they can cover for her. But yes, there's but, but loss of an income impact going be taken. Yeah, yes, loss of income is taken into um, account in these cases, um, but often, unfortunately. A, as Bridget has pointed out, I mean, you would need to get a lawyer if they don't do the right thing. I mean, really, if you think about it, the loss of income for beadwork and whatever, it wouldn't really damage their bottom line. And you just think they would do the right thing because one of, stores can be, or, you know, companies can be considered negligent um, if they don't. The obvious things are cleaning up slippery, slippery surfaces, demarcating dangerous areas, and and failing to correct holes or cracks or uneven um, floor surfaces because that's a, a trip waiting to happen, especially for an older people uh, person. So, for me, that sounds, as I say, we, we you know we haven't done a full investigation, but it sounds like a classic case where they should take responsibility, and it's very disheartening to hear. Um, I mean, yeah. That they haven't. It's not a huge amount of money. How long ago did that happen, Bridget? It happened last um, uh, 
a month ago, a month and a half. Oh, well, let's see if we can't do something there. Yeah. Bridget. If you if you can send us an email with all the details. Um, I will get hold of the company and um, get a response for them from okay, them. Okay, so Bridget, I'm putting you, you back. Sorry, I'm putting you back to my producer, Amy. Bridget, if you can just leave your details with Amy, and she'll give you the email address to use as well. Mm. And uh, we'd love to be able to follow up on that for you. Okay, we've got Bridget She's back to, to to our producer. Okay. Uh, Wendy, sorry, you were about to say something in in response there. I was going to say if she would please um, try and be as specific as possible about the quantum of that lost. Um, income. It's only been a month, but you know she would obviously couldn't use her arm and couldn't yeah. um, earn that little bit of money for herself. So um, yeah, they you know they need to see they need to see substantiation of some kind, yeah, rather than a thumb suck. That speaks to amount. what uh, somebody's just asked me on the SMS line, going back to Debbie's story, saying what if that product hadn't been appropriately packed on the high shelf and it might have been dislodged by a customer who is at fault. I just want to say there is no suggestion in in Debbie's story that that is what happened, uh, and Debbie is very very upset so I have no doubt that she would have pointed out to me if she thought that uh, incorrect packaging and packing might have played a role uh, it was simply it, it sounds to me like a genuine accident that happened that was very very badly handled by the store in question which is what made her so angry if they had just uh, responded better Wendy this 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 whole conversation could have been avoided interestingly Betas just sent me a whatsapp saying pick and pay are actually busy lowering their shelves at the branch I use in Claremont I'm short and I always have an issue with this. So that's quite interesting to hear. Uh, Bet is. I was going to yeah. say, as a shorty myself, I understand that. And, and it's a balance between, obviously, they need to make their more and more products coming onto the market. Yeah. They need to stock them. Otherwise, customers get upset that, you know, they don't have the brands we want or whatever the products we want. Balanced by, you know, the average, what's the average height of a woman say? And, and mm. are, are we being disadvantaged, putting ourselves in danger, trying to get items off two high shelves, um, and possibly, you know, as I say, putting ourselves at risk. So yeah. that's a very interesting issue there all around. We've got another caller on the line with a story of a slip and fall incident. Sandra in the CBD, good afternoon. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks, and you? Good, I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for hosting such an interesting program. Thank you very much. What happened to you, Sandra? Uh, it, nothing happened to me. It actually happened to my mum. Okay. She was shopping in a very well-known supermarket, and um, it was Christmas time, and she slipped on a puddle of water. Um, she's a pensioner, yep. and as she turned around, there was a massive puddle slipped in it, and she's actually needing knee surgery. Oh, she needs to have a knee replacement. And, um, wow. of course, she had no medical aid. This happened in 2011. So we've been fighting with the store for seven years. What? Um, it, was on, it was caught on camera because for the security... They have a, a DVD or yep. a video, and uh, the manager of the store actually went and viewed the DVD and confirmed with us that there was water on the floor from a previous client who had bought flowers and had walked across to wherever my mum was shopping, which was actually in a section where they were selling Christmas wrapping and Christmas gifts. It was a very festive aisle and um, on, a, on a white tile floor, and um, my mum then turned around and slipped in a puddle of water. So um, this was confirmed, and um, we, we thought it was all sorted out and that they would be happily paying for my mum's operation. But um, we didn't hear from them, and then Christmas came and went, and my mum went to see her doctor, and then he referred her, she needed to go and have an MRI, and so it cost us a fortune. She's having a thoroscopy in the meantime, because just trying to be able to walk on her leg, um, she does need to have... Um, a full new replacement. Sure. Um, and it's actually got to the stage now that we're having to um, have a legal battle with this company because 
they have destroyed the evidence or the video footage. And um, even though they did admit to the floor being wet, and as soon as it had happened, they got the cleanup crew there and they put up those wet floor um, yellow uh, signs up, yeah. Yeah, and they cleaned up the floor quickly and apologized for the floor being wet. Um, but that was that. And, and That's such a tough one, Wendy. It is a tough one, and it was, uh, that oil case I spoke about, to you about, as I've switched around, actually, it was found that they were negligent because they hadn't cleaned that oil spill up quickly enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with an oil spill, they, there's very little room for, for, um, there's a little, really Patience, little wriggle room. They've got yeah. to, they have got to clean it up immediately because it is so lethal. And with water, now the water issue, it would depend how long the water had been there. Um, so that is why the video evidence is so important and why it's shocking that that video evidence is no longer available because time would be the essence there in deciding, given the, pre- the, the legal precedent in this yeah. country, time would be the bottom line with that case in terms of whether the store was negligent or not, how long that water had, had been there in the pool. If, the, if it had been for some time, definitely negligent. If it, even, even a few minutes, which is a long time, because a lot of people could have walked past. It sounds like a very high traffic area. If it had just happened, literally the person in front of you had spilt that flower water or whatever, and she was the next person there, then obviously um, a court is unlikely to find that um, the store was negligent because mm. what else could they have done? They couldn't have prevented that. It, was a, it wasn't even a staff member who, who dropped the water kind of thing. Yeah. So um, that's maybe what it boils down to. And, of course, in a case that's so costly, a hip replacement and, and everything, that all the other legal expenses going back seven years, um, they would be more likely to dig in their heels and hope that the other party doesn't have um, deep pockets for yeah, legal to keep on fighting representation. It, yeah. Yes, Sandra, best wishes to your mom. I'm so sorry she's been through this. Uh, we've Absolutely. got some some sort of practical advice on what to do if this happens to you, and we've got a couple of other comments uh, from the WhatsApp line, which we'll share with you after the half past one news. Before we move along, Cape Talk, Consumer Talk. Call us now on o two one double four six o five six seven. Uh, we've got a voice alert that's come through on the slip and fall issue. Let's take a listen. Hi, Papa. This is Nana again from the Tanqua. I'm also a shorty and I always have problems. I, 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 I shop at Pick and Pay in um, Constantia and I suggested maybe they have little ladders around. You know, these little <laughs> two-step ladders that they can fold up and put away or they just leave them around so that if a shorty is looking to find something... They can just pick up the ladder. That's my suggestion. Thank you. Bye. Nana, from another shorty to another, I hear you. I have the same problem in a lot of clothing stores. H&M is one of them. There's an entire rail of clothes, Wendy, that I can't even pick up to look at a label, let alone get my hands yeah, on to go and try on. I can tell you now, there's, <laughs> there's no way that stores are going to be putting little ladders in for people to fall off. That's exactly. Just more, more claims coming. There is a good yeah. point. Someone said on the WhatsApp line, don't miss the issue of the number of chances who never miss the opportunity uh, to, oh, to yes. take a chance. They are out there, aren't they, Wendy? But not out. No, we wouldn't dream of suggesting that, <laughs> Wendy. But I know no. I heard a call into I think it was John's show last week or so from from a store owner who uh, the person who fell actually phoned and asked if they had CCTV footage before they lodged the uh, claim against them, which yes, was a very clever. telling well, uh, point. It's, 
It's the shopping version of those, you know, those videos that uh, from um, dash cams that are all over yeah. YouTube where people um, not realizing the driver has a dash cam do that sort of wait for the car to just be pulling up slowly at a robot and then throw themselves on the bonnet and claim to be. <laughs> <laughs> claim oh to be. I watched one just last night. So, so yeah, um, that does happen. And I call them opportunistic shoppers who yeah. um, do all sorts of things and that as well as claiming to have found foreign objects and their food and all sorts of things. Um, well, speaking do, of which, yeah, speaking yes. of which, and uh, Jonathan, not suggesting you're making this up at all, but Jonathan's just mailed about a foreign object or WhatsApped saying, I bought a sandwich from a store and found a, a, a stone inside it, a rock. I visited a dentist and then the store agreed to pay the bill if I sign a no claim agreement. Well, they won't be liable for any f- further claims in terms of that agreement, but my dentist said that if a crack is going to appear, it might take a few months and now the store is not yes. cooperating anymore. That's an Interesting one, and it's important it's what he mentions one. about what you sign, Wendy, because that's one of the tips you wanted to share with listeners. Yes, well, obviously the company wants to limit their liability, so they don't want to sign a blank check and have someone come back um, six months later and say, now you need to pay for this, and you can sort of understand it from their side, but often I'm, I'm working on a case at the moment where a woman ordered a pizza and uh, a vegetarian pizza she bit into it and one of the olives didn't hadn't been stoned oh, yeah uh, that's a classic no-no and she did some front damage to her crown and chipped another tooth and because the gum is now so swollen um, you know, she's had a, an initial visit to the dentist and which generated a, an invoice but the dentist is saying i can't tell you what the um Remedial work is going to be at the moment because you're, 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 there's too much gum swelling, gum, swelling yeah. or something like that. And so the, the pizza chain, a big one, is now doing a bit of backpedaling and saying, well, give us, you know, they're wanting to do exactly that limit, shut it down and say, we'll pay this and that's, and no more, which, you know, they actually couldn't do, um, legally, um, if the person had the, um, as I say, the deep pockets to go legal, that wouldn't wash. But I think they, count on the fact that most people um, don't have the money or the willingness or, um, or the appetite to go that legal route. And so um, in most cases, they would settle. Um, not ideal for the consumer, but that's yeah. how it plays out. Yeah. What else should we do if this happens to us, Wendy? Uh, if you have that incident in the store, you've fallen in genuinely. And uh, I mean, I've got a few business owners shouting me at the SMS line saying, we create jobs and now government as well as consumers want to milk us like this. I quite object to the tone of that SMS. We're not suggesting that uh, that everybody go and file fake injury claims. We're talking here they were, about I genuine they injuries. Actually Listening to the tone of what we're doing and the way we do it, which is how we always do it, it's very fair, very balanced. But it, it, it is an issue that there they are going to be hazards in store, and yeah. stores have have insurance for precisely this issue and shopping centers and all the rest. But as long as there's negligence, so I can't quite see where the unfairness in is that coming is. from. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if exactly. it happens to so, you, we yes. do what? All right. So you get proper medical attention, first of all, um, and get medical records for your case. Because some people make the mistake of thinking, oh, it's just a, I haven't got time for this. It's just a little whatever. And then they don't seek um, immediate attention. And then the bill is generated three weeks later when they really do need to go to the physio or, mm. or whatever. And then it's difficult to establish the link. Yeah. So get medical attention straight away and, and keep the records. And very important, take photographs, write down names, establish straight away if there is... 
um, CCTV coverage, and in most cases, there will be that these days. Um, so just do your do your get your evidence, collect your evidence. If you're feeling too poorly, um, phone a friend, phone a family member, get them um, with you, uh, and let them handle all of that. Um, report the incident um, to. Uh, the store management and then more importantly I think to head office if there is a head office involved Okay. Um, and then don't sign any documents relating to uh, the accidents um, that will be seeking to limit their liability without um, getting some legal advice or at least advice from somebody like us who um, routinely handle such cases okay. um, and it may, yeah, so just sort of protect yourself um, because these things can unfolding in the months to come you'll realize you should have done this and this and this at the time and, and you can't go back and correct it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that advice, Wendy. Uh, right. We've got, uh, we into the open line segment. I'm happy to start taking calls on other issues. If you want to carry on talking about slip and fall liability, we can still take those calls. But let's go to Bridesmaids Dresses. Candice in Parklands mm. North. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Papa and Wendy. Welcome Thanks to the show. Tell us what happened to you. Thank you. Um, I'll try to make it as brief as possible. Um, but basically, um, I ordered some bridesmaids dresses on behalf of my bride to be um, in March because they were running a special, um, kind of like twenty five percent off. So we wanted to jump on it quite quickly because it was ending that month. Yeah. So placed the order, and somewhere in season season, call it saying you know payments had to be made in full in order for them to even place the orders or start processing the orders. So we paid in full. And that was on the 24th of March. Um, and then initially it took me a while to get some confirmation from them that re- they received my payment. But they eventually confirmed it was received in March. And somewhere in their T's and C's, they did mention something about a minimum of eight weeks. And I waited the prescribed eight weeks. Um, and long story short, it's now 12 weeks on. Um, we did add a dress along the way, but it's even been eight weeks since that one. And now they're saying that, no, the, we didn't read the T's and C's properly because it's a minimum of eight weeks, but they cannot guarantee delivery times, and they just endeavor to get it before the wedding date. Meanwhile, I haven't even given them a wedding date, so how are they even basing mm, this order? Yeah. And they can't give me any feedback as to when I'm going to get a delivery, and I just think it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, our wedding is actually in October, but obviously we jumped for the special. And they're saying, oh, it depends on workloads and all of this. But, I mean, going on 12 weeks on and you can't give me a delivery date, I just feel like I'm being taken for a ride. The website's no longer working. Oh, okay. No, I'm seeing red red flag flag leading to scam here. Um, especially for a company that deals with weddings, because it's not like you're just ordering, you know, an outfit. Yeah, that it's more takes than your that, fancy. Yeah. It's timing is everything. And yes, people do normally give long lead times for wedding, which is why this is quite clever, actually, because they're banking on you um, not panicking for a while. Um, but where did you find the website, Candice? And had you had you had any word of mouth referrals or? Yeah. So the main, um, the my bride to be had found them on Facebook, and um, um, nothing seemed untoward over there. Um, well, that in went itself is a red flag, I'm afraid. Yeah. Well, I went Facebook on the website. Advert. The website worked. Everything was fine. I tried to place my order online initially, and it wasn't going through. So then I phoned the owner. She said, "No problem. Please email us." I emailed them. They then sent me an invoice. Everything looked okay. They said that, and yeah, and then I placed okay. the order from there. So you you had a phone call conversation with this person based in South Africa, right? 
Um, hopefully in South Africa. Apparently she is in, oh, well, the South African number. Um, okay, that's, number, that's okay. And she said they were based in Germiston and Joburg. Obviously we're in Cape Town, but they're based in, yes. in Joburg. Yes. Um, but obviously since then she also, so she'll respond to mails now, obviously because I got the response saying, oh no, please read out T's and C's. You, this is actually the minimum was eight weeks. We're still not ready, so on. But she won't take any phone calls. And when I asked just, can you give me some sort of update? She's like, you know, uh, check your T's and C's before you start badgering okay. me. And I'm really right. just following up. Okay. Um, I re- this, you emailed me about this in the recent days, I think, because that sounds yes, familiar. And I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. So I have no. your email already. Um, and I, if you haven't already, please give me the contact details of that website because – the main thing here is that is a totally unreasonable term and conditions which the CPA outlaws. So the, 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 the CPA regulations say you can't have a term and condition which is completely unreasonable to the consumer. So saying minimum of eight weeks and putting no um, end, end date know, not committing yeah. is just unacceptable with online um, retail. It's just, it's just not acceptable. So in other words, you can never – you can never hold them to account because I yes, said, we said minimum, you didn't read properly. Now, that's clearly it, two years later, would comply. still be compliance. No, exactly. Yeah. So at some point with, with non-delivery, you can then ask for a refund. And given that the, wed- the wedding is in October, Candice, I, at this point, I'm guessing and I would recommend that you ask for your money back and go elsewhere. Or is there not enough time, okay. do you think? No, I think there's more than enough time. I just I didn't 100% understand my rights and I just didn't want to shoot there's myself a, in the foot. No, so I haven't no, responded any further and I just want to make sure that I, I do the due you know, processes okay. to at least try to get my money back. All okay. right. So, so here's what I recommend: that you you respond, give them a chance to do the right thing. Um, go, respond and say um, this: that term and condition is not reasonable in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, and therefore holds no basis in law. So, um, um, please commit to a date now, failing which I, I um, if demand a refund. And if they do commit, it cannot be another three months. It must be say two weeks. I would say is reasonable. Failing which, you must be refunded in full. And then if that doesn't happen, let us let me know and I'll I'll take up the case. Okay, Candice, I really hope that it does work out and I hope that they respond and back down and get those dresses to you well in time. Uh, and uh, again, if it doesn't happen, send us a follow-up. Uh, just for those asking for Wendy's email, it's consumer at nola.co.za, which is spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. You can CC me if you like, but the most important thing is to mail Wendy and put in the subject line Cape Talk and a word or two expressing the nature of the problem. So in Candice's case, she would have put Cape Talk online bridesmaid's dress or something like that and uh, that helps us just to sort of identify uh, which uh, which uh, claims are and, and stories are coming our way from Cape Talk. Um, I do want to pause and just give a quick update on a story we dealt with last week, if I may, before we move on to the next open line calls. Um, last week, if you were listening, uh, we heard from Ian who called in during the segment, Wendy, and told us he'd bought a television at House and Home and got yes. home and took it out the box and found that the screen was cracked and he was struggling to get the store to replace it because they said, well, you can't prove that you didn't call that crack exactly. on your way home. So, cut a very long story short. After our conversation last week, Ian was contacted by the general manager of House and Home, and they apologised profusely for the way his complaint had been handled. And a team delivered a replacement TV to his house uh, a couple of days ago. So, Ian wrote in Wendy saying, "My heartfelt thanks for assisting me in this unfortunate situation. It is greatly appreciated. Nice to have a win for the team. Very nice. I had pointed out to Shoprite that owns House and Home that." Yes. 
given that they hadn't checked the TV, which should be normal practice, you know, in store to say, look, yeah, it's working and there's no cracks or whatever, that they should give the, Ian the benefit of the doubt, especially as he complained, he reported it as soon as possible. And they agreed, and the ShopRite media team has since got back to me to say um, what he's confirmed, the set has been replaced, and I love that they delivered it rather than making him go and schlep in and fetch it. And they said staff members have been dealt with as it is the policy to check items before they leave the store. So, Ian, I, I think you've um, saved other people having potentially the same problem as you. So well done. Okay, Ian, and thanks for taking the time to let us know that it was resolved uh, satisfactorily. Thank you. We've got Lynette on the line from Takai. Going back to problems with uh, shopping uh, and, and grocery stores, Lynette, I think you've got a positive experience you want to share with us. Good afternoon. Yeah. Hi, Papa and Wendy. I have. Hi, it, did a, I, it did happen a few years ago, but um, we bought bread from Dunes, or one of their breads. And when we got home, we found a green piece of plastic within the bread. Ooh. And yeah, and we put it into a little money bag and we phoned them. And about three days later, the rep came and he took it and off he went. And then he came back to us and he said, um, oh, it is our fault. It's actually the sheeting they use underneath the machine when they clean the machine. Yes. And we got a, a loaf of bread of each of their range. My goodness. I think they, yeah, yeah, I think there was about four or five loaves, and we were like, okay, <laughs> we didn't expect that. That's fantastic. And, and yeah. you know what impresses me even more is that you actually got the answer. Because most people, yes. you know, you have the few opportunistic shoppers that now want massive, you know, completely unreasonable mm. compensation. But what most people want is just how did this happen? What is it? And what are you going to do to exactly. yeah. to make sure it doesn't happen again? And they were really honest there and obviously yeah. took it to heart and then compensated you really nicely. So, you know, that's how it should be done. And look, now you're so impressed. It's years ago and you're coming on air to say, Wow, you know, a bad experience turned into, into a, a really good, good, one. good one. And Lynette, do you it's still buy Dunes bread? No, um, we banters now. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But in, in spirit, if you were still buying bread, I bet it would be Dunes. Thank you for taking the time to share that. And, in fact, I had a similar email in from Vincent during the week, Wendy, that let me quickly mention, while we're doing yes. the stories of the stores that got it right when a complaint was raised. Vincent was actually listening to this radio station last week, and he heard uh, an advert from Fruit and Veg City offering one of those sort of package deals they do where you can buy – uh, you know, certain things together and get a whole lot extra for yes. free. And it was offered at all fruit and veg city stores. Now he went down to the food lovers market, which I think everybody knows and associates with the same brand. Um, he went to the one at the icon in CBD only to be told that that store wasn't running that promotion because it was a franchise outlet. And he objected. He said, I heard the ad on the radio. I came here specially to buy it. Your ad said all stores. And this is what happened. The franchise manager, first of all, picked up the phone and phoned head office and said, how do you want me to handle this? What should I do? And turned around and firstly honored the special for Vincent, who walked away from the store, a very happy customer because he'd got the nice special he'd gone there to buy. But here's the little extra. Vincent then did a very nice thing. He sat down and sent an email to the group customer care division complimenting them, saying, hey, I had this issue. Your store manager handled it so well. I'm a happy customer. My complaint was turned into a really good experience at your store. And um, he received a nice gift voucher from the head office on oh, Monday to thank him for taking the time to write that email. So I think a real a pat on the back there for Fruit and Veg and Food Lovers Market. Exactly what you said, Wendy, taking what could have been a negative complaint and turning it into a positive positive um, customer service. And you can bet that next time they, they're coming up with the advert, advertising, they will be either make sure yeah. everybody's offering it or you know, put 
but please note this applies only to non-French or whatever. You know, just so yeah. consumers don't go go to a store expecting a special that they're then told doesn't apply. Okay, let's uh, quickly move on to Milan, who's been waiting very patiently on the line from Boerteseg. Good afternoon. Hi there, Pippa. Quickly, my daughter worked for a clothing store over the December holidays in January, okay? Yeah. They took the whole of December to give her, her uh, 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 like a salary number, okay? The whole month while she's working and working overtime, she wrote it down. Then in January... They pay her January uh, a salary with with no overtime because they didn't get the December. Then in February they pay her her January overtime. Okay. Since December till now, we're fighting with the company about her December overtime. They haven't paid out. Now I want to know: Have you ever heard or, or dealt with something like that yet? Well, not really a consumer issue per se. No, that's Wendy, more of a labor yeah, issue. More of a labor but, law issue. But, um, yeah, clearly, um, if you can prove, you say your daughter wrote down the hours that she worked, um, it should be a simple matter for her to get um, compensated for that, um, as is her due. But as you say, six months later, she still hasn't been. So they're just either totally incompetent or hoping to 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 wear you down. If it was it a, quite a major store or a smaller one? store now the manager of the store keeps saying my daughter doesn't send the paperwork through okay sorry Millen again it's it's Wendy's not a lawyer and she's specifically not a labor lawyer either so I don't want to get too entangled in a story that's really not within her field of expertise um, if you'd like to leave your details with my producer Amy and we'll see if we can find someone to follow up on that for you Millen unfortunately we can't do it in this segment though just a reminder I have got a few people sending me questions uh, including the one from Riverside Mall it's a very interesting question you ask but it is not a consumer question so I really can't in any fairness put it to Wendy Nola um, um, I, I will rather try and find if we can, if you could drop me an email, please, to pippah at capetalk.co.za. Uh, we'll try and find a way to follow up on that issue for you, but we can't do it in this segment. I can, however, talk to Mike in Durbanville because he ordered and paid for glass doors and they're damaged, and that is a consumer relationship. Mike, good afternoon. Hi, Pippa. Um, we had uh, a company that came out and fitted uh, glass stacking doors uh, in our house. And um, we found uh, after like six months, uh, when the afternoon sun started sh- uh, shining onto the glass, you had all these marks on the glass, okay? And we couldn't get them off. We tried everything, okay? So we got the supplier to come out there, and we got the glass company, the manufacturer, to come out there. They came out there two or three times, uh, came in, had a look at They said they were going to get back to us, and now the supplier is not answering his phone. So we're in the process of, I've approached the consumer um, uh, protection, uh, uh, I've sent an email to the consumer protection uh, mail uh, website uh, so that we can take it up with them. But I just wanted to find out um, how how else can we go ahead with this? So what else can we do in this situation? Okay. Um, unfortunately, it sounds like the magical six months uh, Consumer Protection Act yeah. warranty has now lapsed. So the government, the, the law of the land basically says that companies are only legally required to offer a warranty on a product um, for, for, for the first six months from payment or delivery. Um, and then after that, any warranty is is um, voluntary and the company gets to come up with the terms and conditions. Um, so 
you've lost a, m most of your power in this case, um, I'm afraid, Mark, um, because this it sounds like you bought, or at least the, were the doors delivered more than or installed more than six months ago. Yeah, but there's a two-year warranty on the on on the yeah, on the that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is that that warranty from month seven is offered voluntarily by the company, so they're in full control over how they are um, meeting that warranty or not. So writing to the, and I assume it was the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman, I'm not sure who you wrote to, but they'll tell you the same thing. I'm telling you that there's nothing that we, no power that we have as third parties to say, well, now you're breaking the law because you're not honoring the CPA six-month warranty because you're now past that stage. So you are at the mercy of the company, and, and all I can suggest is that you're like the squeaky wheel. You know, just don't ex accept them not honoring their warranty. You've got social media at your disposal. I don't know the extent of the defects but you know all I can say is that it's unfortunate that this didn't uh, it wasn't raised within those first six months because it would have been a completely different story for you in terms of what recourse you have okay Mike sorry probably not the answer you were hoping to hear but uh, the law is what the law is um, that's where we have to wrap up for today Wendy we didn't get to the credit card uh, issue the, no, the charges we but we can roll that over till next week uh, if you may and uh, just a reminder to everyone listening that if you would like to get in touch with the segment uh, you can mail Wendy on uh, consumer at nola.co.za spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R please just remember to put Cape Talk in the subject line plus a word or two describing the problem Wendy, thanks so much for your help today, and we'll thanks, chat again Pippa. next week. Will do. Thanks. Bye. Bye.